what if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they're made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it too. Head to capeline.com and find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. Today's episode is also brought to you by Big Fish Games. Take Toy Story everywhere with Toy Story Drop. The world of Toy Story comes to life in the only mobile game fully themed in the Toy Story universe, including the upcoming Toy Story 4. Toy Story Drop launches May 30th. Go to toystorydrop.com slash bachelor to download to your iOS or Android device now. Play the game between now and June 20th to unlock a special voice pack and hear the claw, kind of like the beast. Let's batch! Today was a lot of fun, but Luke P stole the show again, but in a negative way. <laughs> I know he's definitely one of my strongest connections, but like, it's annoying that when Luke P like tries to flaunt our connection in front of the guys. There have just been some like little red flags about how he carries himself that bothers me a little bit. It's like this fine line of like, I really think it's attractive to like, it's the most unattractive thing I've ever seen in my life. Welcome to Bachelor Party, presented by Cape Line. It's officially summer. We're really in Bachelorette season. Memorial Day has kind of gone. It's the evening. I'm joined today by the Ringer's in-house bachelorologist, Roger Sherman. Welcome. It's a great Bachelor Memorial Day. It's usually. Monday. Usually Memorial Day kicks off the Bachelorette season. It's, I think it's been like second week in past. I know because it's my job to yes, spend my memorial it. days <laughs> recapping the Bachelorette. And before you worked here, it was a, a different system where it would take up more of your time on Memorial Day, huh? Mm. It's I'm okay with it. Anything for the Bachelor <laughs> or the Bachelorette. Um, how are you feeling about Hannah so far this season? You know, I knew it would be good. It's been great. Did you I'm, know it would big, be good? Were you well, pro Hannah? I, I thought it was a strange pick, but a pick I liked. You know, like yeah. they, they went outside of their typical box mm-hmm. to get Hannah. And that's good. She's fun. She's happy. I like those traits in people. Yes, of course. Who doesn't? Well, sometimes they pick bachelors who are not fun or happy. That's true. Like Ari was not fun. I'm not even sure he was happy. No. Nick, Nick not sure he was happy either. Bachelorette tends to be happy, though often like coming off a supposed heartbreak. Yeah, this time, no heartbreak, no worrying about any of that. Let's just have a person who's enjoyable. And one of the reasons I thought it would be good was I I thought she would have at least one forgetting how to say things per episode. Yeah. So I've been really disappointed that she's actually been like coherent and like, I, I imagine yeah. producers are like telling her when to say important things. She's gotten through all of her I don't know. sentences. I don't know if they're telling her. But more than coherent, she's like definitive and I love it. This, yeah. this week alone, she was like, I want to call my own shots. That's a quote that she said. Yes. She rejected Luke P walking her somewhere. Yes. She's like not looking for, shiv- for chivalry at all. The way she handled the Luke thing was great. In the Let's- first episode, I thought the Scott thing was like totally pre-planned. Yeah. But the Luke thing, I was like, Go Hannah. Yeah, let's get into the Luke situation. So rough week for Luke P. (laughs) Very rough. I think we learned a lot about him. 
On the second group date, it's like a photo shoot date about the secret life of pets. And by the way, like a <laughs> great SpawnCon. Incredible SpawnCon. Disney Disney properties are really good at the SpawnCon game, like of of weaving in from Disney to ABC to ESPN, etc. They're like they just like have figured it out for the Bachelor. Yeah, there have been ES, a lot of ESPN people on. Yes. I mean, I feel like her saying that Tyler looked like Tim Tebow, but hotter was actually an SEC Network crossover. <laughs> are you interested? Are you like excited about the mentions of Tim Tebow this season? There's been a lot of them, actually. They really like bringing up Tebow. I, I also feel like Jordan Rogers' entire run on the show is ESPN. SpawnCon. Spawn it worked out for everyone. It worked out for everybody. It's, it is. I think that the SEC alignment with The Bachelor and Bachelorette just like makes a lot of sense. That they keep talking about yeah. Alab- she loves Alabama. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's just like... Are we going to get Nick Saban on this show? Like, what? what? <laughs> I've got my fingers crossed. They let her in the stadium. <laughs> I know. They let her in the Alabama football but in stadium. March, is there a more dead month in college football than in March? No, no one's even getting recruited. Uh, we're I know. talking like- way too much about college football. <laughs> no, but college football and The Bachelorette are very intertwined. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are. It makes sense. So, anyway, they're doing the Secret Life of Pets date. And, like, we could talk about pets, but I don't like animals. I'm sorry. So, let's just keep mo- keep it moving. There so- were some good pets. There was a good mini pony. I'm positive this, is covered in, this will be covered in your, yes. in your uh, recap. So if you want the pet download, check out Roger on the ringer.com. The public life of these pets. The public life of these pets in front of the camera. Yeah. So Luke P kind of, uh, he's feeling threatened. He sees her with Peter, Pilot Pete, who I, I'm, I ride hard for, and he doesn't like it. And so he like barges into these various like staged photo setups to do a push up and ask Hannah to get on his back. <laughs> he basically treats her like the pet, which I found odious. And he kind of is like trying to steal the attention. And then once that's over and like this portion of the date is ending and, and she has to go change, she's like, I have to go change. And he tries to walk her back to the dressing room. And she's just like, no, she's like, let's talk tonight. And it that was like the beginning of trouble for Luke P and man, did I love it. I feel like the beginning of trouble for Luke P was if you're a front runner on this show, what you do is you get that first impression rose and then you do absolutely nothing for six weeks. Yeah. You you lay low. You get in there and if you don't need to be fighting each week, if you know that the person likes you, you just hang out. Yeah. Instead and- of, and he made it very clear from the very first group date he was on where he professed his beginning to start to think I'm- about falling in <laughs> love with you. I'm her. learning how to spell the word love today. So maybe I can say it to you in six weeks. <laughs> it, from the very beginning, he was like, I'm going to be really like aggressive about being this front runner position. I'm going to like hound you every day to show how much I am the front runner. And I don't think that's good for anybody. Me neither. It's not good for him. It's not good for the show. And I think it had a very obvious comeuppance the next week. And it was very fun to watch. If you are at the beginning of any relationship, like do you, you don't, you don't want to be with someone who's like so needy and constantly needing like the validation and the assurance. Like who, who's that good for? Yeah. You know, like I often think about how this show is not related to anything in real life, <laughs> but this is sort of like a thing where like you go on a first date with someone and there's something there. And all of a sudden you're like, I need you to immediately stop seeing other people. Yeah. Which that's ridiculous. That's sort of what he's doing yes. in this atmosphere where he has to know that there are 20 other people there. And I still think he comes out in the end, but a bad look for him. Really bad look for him. And I would say the main takeaway from this episode was that 
I don't think he's necessarily there for the wrong reasons. He might be. But I think he just has, like, extreme stalker vibes. And it makes yeah. me uncomfortable. He's super stalkery. Yeah, he's insecure stalker. Yes. Like, like, he needs to see what she's doing at all times. Yeah, and and part of this date, which was really dumb, was they had Demi. They planted, like, hidden cameras, and they, and they brought Demi back yet again. I did like that. I, I want her to be a recurring. <laughs> I also like the idea that, that she's just, like, a spy now. I know. That De- she's just, she moved from being, like, an interior designer or whatever her title was yeah, last which, season. Which was apparently, like, working at Pottery Barn, P.S. Oh, okay. She went from being a Pottery Barn employee slash interior designer yeah. to now she's just, like, a NSA person yeah. who's... Who, all so, seeing and all knowing. I have a couple of theories about that. One is she's like the fetch of the season. They're just trying to make her happen and it's not really working. You know? Okay, yeah. There's that. Number two is it's very possible that Demi like wanted to do this. Like I, she just is such like a funny, interesting character that I could see her being like, I'm going to research all these guys. I don't want my girl to like be with anyone who is not worthy. And she like might have just like brought stuff to the attention of the producers anyway, or like read her DMs and like told producers about it. Like I, I could actually see this not being something that came out of left field to production, but like only to the viewers. I feel like it was like, somewhat of an insurance policy against Hannah not being, being popular yeah. and they brought on the second most popular person from last year. Yeah. When you said trying to make Fetch happen, I just remembered that season where it was Caitlin and then they would just keep flashing back to Brit oh and the God. other guy. Yeah. That the, was the ultimate. Like, We're trying to make this happen so hard and no one cares even a little so, bit. And so unnecessary. Actually, she reminds me like she's cut from the Caitlin cloth. Like this is the best season since Caitlin. Hands down. Like, there's there's no question. Wow. And Hannah... High praise yes. from, like, Caitlin aficionado. I loved this episode. I loved it. Did you like it? It was it was good. I kind of overhyped it, I, I feel like, to you. I probably, like, got your expectations too high. It I was good. It no, I, I mean, watching Luke Crash and Bird was, like, a, a really fun... It's one of these things where after watching this show for so long, you get so caught up in, like, how you expect things to turn out. Yes. And last week, I was just, like... At some point, Luke is going to, like, falter and be too strong. And Cam's, like, fighting to stay on the show as opposed to actually have a relationship with this person is also going to have hilarious we're consequences. We're going to get to ABC, Cam. And they were both great. I, I feel like well, I— to your point about, like, you, there's, like, a script that usually these people follow. And, like, if it had been Becca, she would have said something along the lines of— I could tell today Luke was having a really hard time, so I need to talk to him and give him the reassurance he needs. Like, hopefully that will take care of it. But no, what happened was Hannah rejects Luke walking her to the dressing room. They go to commercial. Then they come out of commercial, and it's an ITM with Hannah. And she looks at the camera, and she says, Luke stole the show again today, but in a negative way. Yeah. And then she pulls him aside and proceeds to tell him how he's irritating. She says, you're irritating me. And then she tells him to, like, basically back down. And that is wild. Like, that is so wild and amazing and, like, perfect for The Bachelor. But, like, I wonder if she's that confrontational in real life. I was blown away by it because, yeah, she doesn't seem like a—even, like, on the her season of The Bachelor where she had confrontations. Yeah. It was kind of just her sitting in a corner. Yeah, she was and, tongue-tied the whole time. And, like, saying in her one-on-one interviews, like— well, I don't like Kaylin, but then never actually talking to Kaylin about it until yeah. like force. We saw very few conversations between Kaylin and Hannah and Kaylin dominated all of them. Yeah. And then here she took Luke aside and Luke's an assertive guy. Yes. And so I was really excited by that. And you know what? It's important for the season because a season where it was just her and Luke canoodling, 
I so don't boring. know where the word canoodling came out. I liked it. That was that's like what JoJo and Jordan were, right? And that For was like a whole pretty, season. Pretty that's boring. boring. Yeah. yeah. This is way. This is way. It's better. way better where the there's these now these seeds of doubt. Like I said, I still think he's gonna win. Yeah. I, do you I, do you think he's gonna win? Um, I don't know. She seems very into Jed, and she seems like last week I was like, oh, she's really sexually attracted to Luke, like the whole massage thing. I thought her kissing Peter in front of the whole group at the photo shoot was like a really bold move and probably a, a bad move actually because it's like kind of mean to the other people to like make out in front of them or whatever. But it just indicated <laughs> to me that she's really into Peter. And I and then he got the rose. They were making out more. It was a good move because it got uh, it Luke, got Luke to do the push up. Yes. The, pu- the push up. Why did he think that that was a good photo too? Like there's a photo so guy there telling them the good photo ideas, and he's like. He probably had a shower and God said, do a push-up with hand on your back. <laughs> yeah. Something I mean, like that. There are even cooler, like, exercises to photo, I would imagine, than doing a push-up with someone on your back. Yeah, it I just, mean, it just was stupid. It was really stupid. And she also said to him at one point, work harder and fix this, which is just, like, an amazing quote. Like, I, I don't know. I'm in awe of Hannah and how she handled Luke. <laughs> Pretty incredible. And it also... Only going to make him like be more interested in her and like seeking her approval. It seems. Do you think he kind of acquiesced to that at the end, or do you think he's still going to be kind of like, what was she wearing? Well, did you kiss her? At I'm all glad you brought up the what was she wearing question. I, that that to me was the most stalkery moment of the episode. What happened was we'll talk about Connor in a second, but Connor has a one on one where he gets to go to Hannah's hotel room and because she's sick and like there's like hang out in bed, which is by the way the best date possible. Like that's so much better than like a bullshit activity. And Connor and Luke are like catching up on the couch. It seems like they like each other, like they're friends. And Luke asked Connor, "What was she wearing?" And it was so creepy. It was like really like it reminded me of Jason Schwartzman in Slacker, which I bet you haven't seen. Slackers, excuse me. Whatever. Great movie. Check it out. Um, but that that was super creepy. I I noticed that we didn't... So Cam took up the airspace like for the last like 30 minutes of the episode. We didn't see Luke try to like go after her at the tailgate party. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably did get the message, but who knows? He's... that It was a, it was a roller coaster with Luke. Just unbelievable. I, I secretly hope he didn't and he keeps just being a doofus because he was very entertaining as a it. doofus. He wasn't fun as a front runner. He's fun as a like desperate trying to maintain sure. that position. I try hard. My favorite Luke moment, by the way, was he interrupted Devin and um, Hannah chatting one point and it, Devin had said to her, I love your dress. I mean, your romper. And she's like, yeah, it's a romper. And then he like starts talking about the male romper craze. And romp I just, hims. I just assume, forgot the word. In sorry, the romp him. <laughs> You're right. I just assumed that Devin, like all of us, was thinking about Cam Newton and his romp him. Mm, yeah. And he made sure to say, remember when that happened a few years ago? Yes. Because Rompims was definitely a thing that like Two was on Twitter ago. in like 2017 and yes. no one actually purchased. Except for Cam Newton. Except for Cam Newton. Who, and like maybe Luke. I could see Luke doing that. Yeah. It was you like, gotta show off the upper thigh. As much as you can. Luke is what a what a roller coaster with him. You I, know what was another good Luke moment when she when uh to me had the person flirt with him, the makeup artist, yeah. and he was she was like, Oh, do you do fitness for a living? And he's like I do CrossFit. Incredible. Dot, dot, dot. Not for a living. Just for fun. <laughs> I'm not sure he, what, what's his job listed as? Like inspirational outreach manager? Am I making him more Jesus-y than I thought? His job is listed as import-export manager. Import-export manager. The art vandalay, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So that means, like literally means nothing per Seinfeld. Like who knows what he does? Yeah, he has a he has a job that is like a very a, famous example of a made up job. A, fam- a famously made up job. <laughs> Not to like 
diss any import export managers listening to this program. Good job importing stuff yeah. and also exporting stuff. Sure. <laughs> sure. His and just a reminder, Tim Tebow is his hero and his worst fear is having bad gas on a date. So that's Luke. Mm. Luke Parker, as we learned. He said it was it's funny to hear them use their own last names on the show. And then she was like When did he say his last name? Uh he referred to himself as Luke Parker at some point. He did a third person? Yeah. And I forgot if it was this week or the week before and someone said their last name and she was like, who is that? And well, she's like, the, it was when Cam, oh, right. when Cam tried to say, here's to Hannah Ayala. Oh, right. And she was like, Ayala. And, and she was like, yeah, I don't know anyone's last name. That was very funny. I just feel like we're getting so much more of like the good stuff, like the real stuff this season with Hannah, which leads me to believe that she just keeps it real 100% of the time. Yeah. It's, there have been a lot of like fun half conversations yeah. that you're just seeing part of. Yes. Which normally you don't get. I know. I've I've really been enjoying it. One final Luke question for you. I was super out on Luke. Do you like him more as a result of his his emotional bruising this week? No, there's <laughs> hard no. <laughs> no, hard no. There's no like I I'm enjoying watching it. That doesn't mean I enjoy the person. Right. Yeah. He uh he's still not for me. But it was a fun episode. Definitely makes it more complicated and and just like less expected. He's not getting a straight villain edit. He's getting, I mean, he is, it's a new archetype. It's the stalker edit. That's the thing I kind of, <laughs> I can't move away from. I'm just like, this guy's super creepy. He doesn't know how to handle the situation that he's in. No, he's probably and never felt like remotely he, rejected before. Yeah. I mean, back in, the, he, he went from being a person pre-shower, who, pre-shower. Pre-shower when he had sex all the, all time, the time. No one was turning him down. Yeah. And uh, presumably since the shower, he's, <laughs> he's he hasn't been pursuing with it, I guess. The I don't know. The famous shower. Who's to say? Um, we got to move on. We have to talk about ABC Always Be Cam. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Do you want to get paid to shop? Check out The Drop, the free app that gives you cash rewards for the shopping you do every day. Link your debit or credit card to the app, select the stores you love, and earn points each time you spend. Then redeem your points for gift cards to places like Amazon, Sephora, Lululemon, and more. The more you spend, the more the drop gets to know you. It's a personalized shopping experience designed to get you rewarded as quickly as possible. Unlike most reward programs, you are able to earn across a ton of brands whatever you want. No phone calls or receipt scanning because everything is done through the app automatically. You'll accumulate points because the brands you're earning from are the ones you literally spend with every day. Like, for example, do you go to Starbucks every day? Because I basically do. Or do you take a Lyft or an Uber? Those are things that I do often as well. And if you're doing that, why not use the drop? Just link the app to your card and get points for every time you go to Starbucks or take a ride share. For a limited time, if you head to the App Store or Google Play and sign up for Drop using the code BACHELOR, you'll receive a $10 Starbucks gift card right away. Make sure to link to a debit or credit card when you sign up to redeem if you want your reward. And hey, while you have your credit card out, let's discuss Instacart. I have a flight next week. I'm going away for the weekend. I know I'm not going to get back until Wednesday morning, which does not put me in a good situation for going to the grocery store. So in times like those, I just like to use Instacart. Even when I'm on the plane, I just think about what groceries I need and I make an order. Because with Instacart, you can get your groceries delivered in as little as one hour at a time that works with your schedule. There's no sitting in traffic. There's no looking for parking or waiting in line. Or if you're like me, figuring out when you're actually going to make it to the grocery store. Plus, Instacart's exclusive coupons help you save money on pantry staples. Here's how it works. Simply download the app or go to instacart.com and shop the groceries you need from your favorite local and national retailers. 
Then your shopper will gather your groceries with care by selecting excellent produce, contacting you if necessary, and delivering everything right to your door. Try Instacart and get $10 off your first order. To get this limited time offer, go to instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter my promo code BACHELOR at checkout. That's $10 off your first order today at instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter my code BACHELOR. instacart.com or through the mobile app with the code BACHELOR at checkout. All right, let's talk more about this show. Okay, it's time. ABC Cam. I just like to say ABC Cam. Always be Cam. Do you think that's some SponCon? No, I think it's just a delightful he's, happening. He's honestly kind of tearing down ABC's brand from the inside. <laughs> it's coming from inside the brand. Yeah. Now, um, now people will associate ABC with that one jerk from The Bachelor and not necessarily the TV channel that airs The Bachelor. They don't name these episodes. Like, they don't have titles, you know? Episode three. Yeah, episode three. But if if they were to have a name, it would be Crash and Burn because Cam also crashed and burned mm. this week way more spectacularly than Luke. I mean, Cam is just such a clown. There's no other word to describe him. What was your favorite absurd Cam moment of the week? Well, it's it's one of these things that I'm not sure whether it was edited or whether it was because it was so strange that I just want to know what happened. The moment where he is like, I need to pull Hannah aside. This is something that could cause her to break up with me. And it was just that he's like had a few surgeries. He like had a medical scare. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine any conceivable world where that's like. Easy to deal with. I mean, I just can't imagine that being like a thing that in his mind was like a potential deal breaker. Like. Maybe you're a compassionate person. I don't agree with that. What what was he saying? He just had. Medical well, did, issues in the past? Like, it wasn't said, clear what actually he was, was saying to her. Like, they kept to, cutting in and out. I was trying to figure out if he did have his leg amputated. No, he he very clearly has... <laughs> two legs. He has two legs. I was like, did I miss that? I don't want to, like, say that for sure that he doesn't have legs, but I was watching <laughs> him... He, well, it sometimes it is hard to tell. Let me look. No, because I was looking at his legs so closely because of the boots he was wearing. I was really curious oh, about yeah, his, his boots. Yeah, he was... So I was really paying close attention to the way he walked. Okay, he he didn't, he, it was saved. As fate would have it, the experts at Boston Children's Hospital performed a diagnostic procedure that saved my leg from being amputated in December 2016. So, okay. Yeah, so, so <laughs> the thing he pulls her aside about is that three years ago, he had a medical scare. Yeah. And they, maybe like they didn't explain that there was something more serious that's lingering, but it just seemed like, I, I can't imagine how that would have been like, She's going to send me home after this. Yeah. And it was such a strange moment. He like needed to secure this time. And he told her not particularly frightening or bad or like, like present story. It was just very strange. Additionally, (laughs) he, the way he, they edited it and he tells his story. He's like, I found out that I had to have my leg amputated. And then my grandma died. But there's no, like, follow-up or, like, conclusion on any of these things. So then I was like, did he have his leg amputated? And checking out his Instagram reveals that he did not. And this would all happen when he was 12. But it was just sort of, like, this piling on of factors that are just, like, really, like, it's, like, a a rough year. And I can relate. Like, a lot of people can relate. You have, like, one thing happen, then another thing happen. And it's, like, that's a rough year. But, Cam, are you... Is that... To your point, like, is that a deal breaker? Also, the other thing is... When he was like, I had to quit my job to be here. I had to yes. resign. <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
Yeah, Cam, you chose to do that. And also, like, everyone on the show has been through that as well. It didn't, it just didn't make any do most sense. Of, do most of the people quit their jobs to, is it? Not all of them, but many of them, um, they do try to, or they, they do, but they, you know. Because he was very jobs. definitive about it. I remember yeah. someone, I remember um, that was a big thing for, I believe, Jasmine, the NBA dancer. Yes. And I was like, well, yeah, they're filming during the NBA season. You literally cannot have that job and also be a NBA dancer. Yeah, I know. But quit the, Sydney quit as well. That's that's who I was thinking of. Jasmine probably I, quit as well. But I, Sydney, I was cry, my uh, there have been enough NBA dancers at this point. Apparently, there are just tens of thousands of NBA dancers out there. I didn't know there were so many, <laughs> just, and they're all getting crossed up in my head. I just want to say on his LinkedIn, he has not updated his job, so it says it still says that he works at his Tableau software in Austin, Texas, as the sales area manager. It'd be so. such a bummer to like quit your job and then find out that your stint on the show, you actually could have just taken like your two weeks vacation time. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I he, just he, didn't need it all that time. Sorry. Well, it, at most, it's like two months. So you just ask for a two-month hiatus without like leave without pay. But yeah, I quit my job to be here. I, I think he said I resigned, which made it sound like even more important than it was. But to be fair, I mean, he's going to get a record deal after this. Oh my God. With those, great, great. Him and Hannah G, they can do what? Yeah, I mean... ABC and Hannah G. It rhymes. God. I nailed it. Is he a paradise person? Oh, for sure. He's for just, sure. He just sucks so much. The, ul- just, he's, the he's ultimate sorry. paradise person is John Paul Jones. We'll get to him in a second. Um, but I, I had another editing question as it related to Cam, which is he keeps interrupting Mike and Hannah. In the for, middle of Mike's actual... Actually really story. That, story. Yeah. Mike, so the date, which I also want to discuss, is relates to, to giving birth and babies. And Mike uses that occasion, makes sense, to tell Hannah at the cocktail party about how his previous relationship ended somewhat, not somewhat, extremely sadly, because he and his girlfriend were expecting a baby and she had a miscarriage in the second trimester, which is like, I can't even imagine how devastating that is. So Mike is opening up and telling Hannah about that. And she seems, you know, obviously like interested in the conversation. She's compassionate and and they're they're talking about it. And Cam keeps interrupting. He interrupted three times. He almost got to the DJ aggro four time interruption, but not quite. And he just like did not fucking get the message. Like he also clearly can't read the room. There's no way you could walk into that room, into that scene and think it was like an appropriate time to interrupt. And yet he kept doing it. And I was wondering, like, did they with DJ Agro, it was very obvious that it was edited. Like she, she kept like coming back or whatever. With Cam, it didn't seem that edited. It didn't seem like he kind of like kept coming back really frequently. And then Hannah said, or maybe it was Mike, but one of them was like, he kept interrupting every 15 seconds. So I think it was like nearly as bad as it seemed. And it's another situation where Hannah actually took control and she was kind of like, there were several situations where guys were clearly trying to, after... Cam did that to Mike. Jonathan did that to Cam. Yeah. Bad stride on Jonathan's part, but she kind of directed traffic well, I thought. Jonathan, I think, probably wasn't going to be on the show long, but by going out of his way to make a point of interrupting another person. Eh. Yeah, like just to uh, say he did it, basically. Yeah. When you're on the fringes, I think you've got to calculate a little bit harder than that. You really did. I just felt so much of what Cam did was just un- unforgivable. And to your point, I'm not particularly interested in seeing him in paradise, but yet I think we shall. It's like the reason I brought up the edit is because it's almost like it was so bad. So bad. That I want to think that there was actually something there. Like I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because it was just like, 
unrelentingly crappy so from every perspective. When Chris Harrison was here last week, he very clearly did not like him. Mm, so yeah. I think that, that can, tells you can a lot. I, I, I hate to do this again, but like like we said earlier, my number one thing that I do here is I write about college football. Yeah. And I I think that you can learn a lot about people from what college football teams they root for. Mm-hmm. Just going to briefly drop in. The moment Cam rapped to Hannah on the opening night that he is a Texas A&M fan, everything clicked for me. Texas, <laughs> Texas A&M fans are a strange breed. They also sometimes think that they're more important than everybody. They're very weird. Is that where Johnny Manziel went? Yes. It's all coming together. There, there's like a little bit of being abnormal and also more important than huh. everybody else that they take pride in, and it just completely manifested in Cam. Could a Texas A&M and an L- and a Alabama fan ever mix? Well, that's that's what his rap lyric sure. was on on, uh, after the on, the, on After the Final Rose. He was rapping about how he's an Aggie going for a Bama person. <laughs> and I was like, I've, I'm getting some not great vibes here. And then it all clicked. All came together. One thing that I Dig also what, one thing that uh, I also found weird with the whole cam situation is that we're told before the rose ceremony that there will be no pity rose. To that, that Hannah said. Oh, I love him, the pity rose conversation. There will be no pity rose tonight. But we didn't actually see her say that. We did see her talk to him about how she does. How he was. He told people he was looking for the pity rose and whatnot. But that's a line that I'm pretty sure we didn't see said because it was implied to me that she turned to Cam and said it in front of other people. And I would love to have seen that moment. Maybe the audio wasn't good enough. I don't know what it is, but it's weird to me they didn't show that. Sometimes The Bachelor can be the best game of telephone ever Yeah. where we didn't see Cam say Pity Rose. Mike said Pity Rose to Hannah. Yeah. Then other people started saying the word Pity Rose. It feels like um, there was a couple seasons ago where the current emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone else started saying the words emotional intelligence. <laughs> and it just, it just and got then, out of control. And then it turned into, oh, you think that you're more intelligent than me? And then it turned into, and you like, everyone twists it just a little bit. Sure. And you just see from the outside how one person is slightly misreporting the situation to the other person <laughs> yeah. and it just gets out of control. That's that's a process that I love to watch on The Bachelor. I know. And I wonder where Pity Rose did start. Did it start with Cam? Did it start with someone else? We'll never know. It's definitely a thing that happens. Yes, for like, sure. Like last week when the guy like broke his ankle or whatever doing roller derby and yeah. got a rose and even he though one. he didn't like talk to her or anything. I just would love to have seen that moment. Show it to me, Batch. I want the word pity used more often. In general, who do you think got the pity rose this week, though? You know, it's always tough for me to figure out who's still there when they do seventeen I, roses in a row. I, I'm pretty sure they're down. They're down to like 14, 15, 14, 14 15. They're, they're yeah, probably going on low. the road next week. So yeah, it's low now. I feel like Kevin got the pity rose. We don't even know. We don't know anything. He was about the last Kevin. one at the end of every episode. What I do is I watch the guys who ha- who do the hugs. Yeah, and then I go to the Bachelor cast page and try and cross-reference them. It's challenging. They don't look the same on their Bachelor page. And sometimes she'll be like, "Uh, Kevin, not that it was Kevin this time. And that's really really helpful for me because like... Otherwise you can't keep track. Otherwise you can't, like, these are guys who get maybe two sentences of screen time. I know, not and, like not even. Joey, yeah. I mean, he was now gone. Is, there was a Joey? Yes, he's out now. Was there a, is Dylan still on or is Dylan gone? I can't, it's hard to keep track. We lost one Connor. Yes, Connor S. He lost, left last week. Yeah. Someone, someone DM'd me to say that Robert Mays went to high school with Connor S. 
<laughs> well, this changes everything. Our, our colleague, Robert Mays. <laughs> um, someone, and, not Robert Mays, someone besides Robert Mays DM'd you. Yes. To tell me, to about tell it. me, to tell you that okay, that's info. Like just deep background on Robert Mays, our colleague. From if the you're Bringer listening, NFL thanks. Show. Yes, thank you. Exactly. Um, ABC Cam. It was really the the end for him when during the birthing date, which we'll now discuss, he thought that the gestational period of a baby was two weeks. Okay, I think he just didn't know what the word gestation (laughs) meant. He clearly didn't understand what the quiz was because there's no way that an adult of any sex anywhere in the world thinks that babies are born in two two weeks. weeks. Yeah, Yeah, not even like dogs are born in two weeks. There's just no, there's no way. There's literally no way. So uh, the date that began this episode, and I was like losing my mind watching this episode alone alone in my office as this was unfolding. It's always happened on The Bachelorette more than The Bachelor. It's just fans of the show. And in this case, it's Jason Biggs and his wife, Jenny Mullen, who's like a noted Bachelor commentator. These She's are like, actual, they are actually Bachelor fans. It wasn't yes. just like we needed a celebrity. No, they're and... actually big Bachelor fans. Jenny Mullen has been on like the official ABC after shows and they used to do it. Nice. She's like big and ba- hashtag Bachelor Nation Twitter. It's like, actually like hardening really to know show. that that's what happened there and yeah. not, they were just like, oh, let's, uh, is anyone free? No, uh, they're, they're legit big fans. And it's similar to Mila and Ashton when they were on. But yes. this, this happens more to ba- Bachelorette. Almost the same thing, except like- This was a better challenge. This was yeah, a challenge, I, mean, I date, quote unquote date. I gotta say, I liked this better than when they do the dumb obstacle Me courses. Too. This where it's like, better. how are you gonna prepare for marriage? Way better. Bra- find a ring inside <laughs> of a haystack. And what this was, was they walk into like a, a classroom well, first of all, Jenny Mullen and Jason Biggs are like pretending to like give birth to a child in the moment when they walk in. And then they have like a quiz about like the birth process and being pregnant. And then they electrocute them to simulate the pain of labor. Yeah. Is that a real like thing? Is that Not a that I know thing of. that happens like no. to simulate labor? You sh- no. shock a I've guy? Never, I've never heard of that before. And I've, I'm not a mom, but I have many friends who are. And it was just electrical shocks on the like, Abs. Abdomen, yeah. Which I also don't feel is like representative of the... No, I don't think so either. If you ever had your period, I don't think you think that's representative. It's just like insane. I I haven't. I know you haven't. Um, It's not what it feels like. like. It was like, it was somehow at the same time like really cruel to the guys and also totally misrepresenting the... Like, I feel like... Seemed dangerous. I was like, what is the fucking princess bride? We're trying to torture everyone. Like, it was just really weird. It was like somehow both like too much and like sort of insulting to imply that giving birth is just like having a like shock to your shock on your abs for like 30 seconds. It was so weird. So many weird things happened in the state. I mean, I I just made a list. One of of them was uh, one of the questions that Jenny Mullen asked is what organ do you grow during pregnancy? I thought this was was first of all. It must have been a multiple choice question, and they didn't show us the the choices. The answer was placenta. Placenta. I did not know placenta was considered an organ. I I agree. I felt like that was a trick question because some people answered. uh, Jonathan said ovaries. Kevin said uterus. Jed got it right. I think it is confusing to say placenta as an organ. I think that's like intended to like confuse you. But my main thing is that it had to have been multiple choice and they just didn't show us that part because there's no way the judge just pulled placenta out of his mind. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have pulled that out of my mind. I'm a woman. Yeah, I would have gotten that wrong. Yes. And then they would have maybe looked stupid on TV. Right. I felt kind of bad for them because it didn't make them look really bad. Like ovaries, you think you grow ovaries during pregnancy? That's ridiculous. How did you even go to eighth grade? 
I also didn't know whether it was like also growing, like it could have just meant increasing in size or yeah. coming into existence. Unfair question. I agree. Just an unfair trick question. You know, the the trivia writers at The Bachelor are really not doing their jobs. <laughs> we needed to have a talk with them. <laughs> you know, they did a fine job with like spelling bees in the past, but this time they, they went overboard. There was a lot of Tyler in the birthing date. Tyler C, that is. like a, The remaining Tyler. The remaining Tyler. There was a lot. We're going to talk about Tyler G's exit in a little bit, which I obviously am upset about because last week I was like going ham on how much I love Tyler G. Um, Tyler C, though, at the beginning said, I don't know too much. And then he like was treating the lying on the table getting shocked like it was a photo shoot opportunity. Little did he know he yeah, was missing out. Yeah, he was out. flexing. He was flexing. He was like trying to look hot. It was weird. He is hot, but it was just like a very strange thing to do. And it's, it's hard to get a fix on him. I can't tell if he's really dumb or actually secretly super wise. Because yeah, he, he keeps saying, he, he, he had one line, he said um that if everyone doesn't maintain order on The Bachelorette, it's it, like a first grade soccer game. Yeah, so you'd be like, it'd be like a free-for-all and no one wins there. Yeah. He, and it he, was such an apt yes. metaphor that I, like, I've never hit on and he just like... I know. And then he was like super pro-woman as well. He was just telling Hannah, like, you know, he's like, believes in like women like taking charge. But then at the same time, I'm just like, this guy doesn't know anything about babies. He held one like it was a football. Which was like mm-hmm. kind of funny. I just can't get a fix on him. It- and then he um he like pulled Hannah aside for the blocking, the blocking sled challenge. Sorry, football again. Um and pulled it away from her and caused her to fall to the ground. Yes. Which was like there's a cute way to do things like that. And instead he just and she did not like it. Like the, I know. it wasn't like a thing that she was laughing off afterwards. She was like not happy about it. I know, like you can't. I can't tell if he is like this kind, gentle, smart soul or like this total bro who's just like, I played football. Do you want to see my skills? I'm leaning towards number two with like an occasional like deep thought mixed in that yeah. honestly, no one knows where it comes from. I, I'm like interested to see how it unfolds. Also, I, I'm beginning to think he's like definitely the most handsome person on the show. I'm curious what your objective take is as a male. Um, I've... <laughs> I mean, I think like the the stereotypical hottest one is is Luke, and I, I that's like he's so not for me. But yeah, yeah he looks but like, like he's he looks the one like who's a Disney character. Yeah, he's the one who's like the most like this person could be on like the cover of something. Yeah, and I would say he would be the hottest one. I I'm a fan of um, Pilot Pete. I keep thinking he looks like Jason Street. Yeah, I, I keep bringing everything back to football. I know, it's, so. If if it works, it works with this season. You know, just go with it. I think. I think Hannah would be happy about it as a football fan. Yes. Um, but Tyler's in the mix too. Ty- Tyler's Tyler's definitely up towards the top. I can't tell who he is. And I'm like weirdly excited to find out. I'm just so in on this season. I, it's kind of insane. I feel like excited about The Bachelorette, which obviously I like the show, but like we know, you know, like when you cover a beat, you kind of like get so comfortable with how it goes and you don't even think about it in the same way. You, but like, I'm like genuinely like, this is great television. I think your your tendency from afar is that you can sometimes get caught up in the inside, yeah. which is also fun in its own right. Yeah. And well, then the show can be sort of like a- Eclipsed by that. Yeah, the show can be sort of like a, a, a slot. It's not always great. Yeah. But yeah, they're bringing it. I really, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, we need to talk about the Tyler G situation and we need to talk about Connor. And yeah, the- it's it's kind of like she's gone two weeks and this is part of why I think it's still Luke. 
she's gone her first two weeks. She hasn't had a one-on-one date. That's good. Yeah, the first guy is gone, straight up gone. Straight up gone. And, and, Connor, the, and Connor, that's not going to last. Connor's kind of the Hannah B of this season. Let's dig into that. But first, let's talk about Cape Line. What better way to celebrate Hannah B's journey to find love than something delightfully bubbly? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails of all the flavor you want and nothing you don't. Drink them all summer long. Discover the margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito of your dreams with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Go to capeline.com and find out where to buy a 6 or 12 pack of these beauties, get them in your fridge, and get ready to open up a can of having it all. Why not drink one while watching The Bachelor? Welcome to Cape Line. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Cape Line Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. All right, so Tyler G. You can Google around. There's some rumors, rumblings about why he left. I don't know what it is. Nothing's confirmed. So, you know, Google it will. Treat it like, you know, be skeptical of what's out there. But needless to say, something must have happened. Must have a dark personal something. That's the only conclusion I can come to. If he had chosen to leave, we would have seen that conversation on the show. So I think you have to assume he was asked to leave. Yeah, if, if he had chosen to leave, it it would just be weird. Like there was no, it, it, but it's it's all weird. Like they did end up having to, clearly if they found something out about him, it wasn't until after the show started and after they like decided that he was the one to go on like yeah. an early one-on-one date. They, they couldn't have known. They wouldn't have given him an early one-on-one. She wouldn't have given him an early one-on-one if there was any inclination that this was going to happen. And they still left most of that one-on-one in the, all of that one-on-one in the show. All and of it. like they could have probably like given less time to that. I spent like a good like six minutes in last week's episode talking about how much I love Tyler G. We got so much of him that I was able to have a feel for him. I mean- this is kind of kind of nuts. So there must have been something dark. Who I don't know what it is. But I mean, if they they figured it out three months ago, it's it's still weird to see the like the fingerprints of it in the season. It's true, but it would have turned into a bigger thing if there had just not been not a been a one on one date on the first. Yeah, two. that would have been yeah. weird, and everyone would have been like, "What happened?" Then they would have had to address it. This way, he's just kind of gone. They took action as they as appropriately so, assuming. And that's that. He didn't quit his job. He had to go back to work. <laughs> he hadn't resigned. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tyler G, farewell. Probably will not be seeing you in paradise. And I will have to stop being obsessed with him. So, yeah. You can't tough. fanboy for someone no. who got who, uh, like, shadow uh, kicked off the show. Eliminated from the show without explanation. That's yeah. really a rough look. Um, moving on to Connor S. That's his name. Connor Sala. There's a there's one Connor down, one, one to yeah, go. He's the only Connor remaining. Connor's supposed to get a one-on-one. And Hannah got really sick. She like, it seemed like she was actually had dehydration. The classic dehydration, which is like for celebrities when, they, when their publicist has to give a, a reason of like why they've been hospitalized or like dehydration. But I think that is what happened to Hannah. She I mean, fainted. yeah, she didn't seem like she had any lasting effects. She like, told Connor she wasn't. She didn't went to the hospital. We see that. But then she tells Connor she's not contagious. And, and that just seems like she needs to rest a lot. I think she just was like over overtired and probably like not having enough water. So yeah. I'm happy, happy she's okay and happy for Connor because he got a dope one-on-one date. He got a great one-on-one date then there was just no chemistry there. No, none whatsoever. Also, Connor, I just assumed like based on his personal presentation that he was going to be a lot more aggressive and like assertive and sort of more of a bulldog. And he actually seemed very sweet and like gentle. Yeah, the notes were nice. It was just no chemistry. No it chemistry was just at all. Like, she seemed really bored and like not that into him. Yeah, I always think that the low-key dates are like things that you actually should want to be on. Yeah, definitely. I think what, the date he ended up with hanging out in her hotel room is way better than like going bungee jumping or Especially something. when 
the person's going on 17 straight bungee jumping yeah. dates, you know, yes. and you get to be the one who had this special chill moment, but it just wasn't there. Also, and, they were li- literally lying in bed together. If it was there, there's like, I, yeah. I, based on what we've seen from Hannah, I feel like she's if done there some was kissing. There, there would have been a there. Yeah. They just like kind of made out, but like not really. She didn't even give him the rose at the end of that. And so I feel like, and you're the one who understands how this show actually works, but I feel like they'd already booked like a modestly notable musical artist. Lucas Graham, his, they had a private concert with Lucas Graham. He is actually famous. Lucas Graham is like super Spotify core to me in like the singer-songwriter world. I listen to a lot of the like Daily Mix 1, Daily Mix 2 that Spotify provides for me. And he's like on it very frequently. And he's like also on Sirius Radio. Like he's legitimately famous. And, and a lot of times it's They're, not one of that. No, a lot of times it's just like, I brought my close personal friends, Bob Gronkins. And it's just <laughs> some guy who like does like one country song yeah. and no one's ever heard of they him. They probably spent a lot on Lucas Graham and didn't want to blow it. And regardless of whether she liked Connor that much, she kind of had to give him a rose because you got to get him back there to go to the concert. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine if you just eliminate the guy a week later. Totally. But yeah, poor Connor. I feel like he'll kill it in, in uh, Paradise. Mm. Yeah, I can cute. see that. I, I Googled him or I went deep on his Instagram. Six foot six. Did not get that. Did not get that at all. He doesn't have a six foot six personality at all. As someone, people often tell me when you work at a company that's bi-coastal uh-huh. and you meet people from the opposite coast, people tell me they're surprised at how tall I am. Uh-huh. And I'm never sure whether it's like a burn or a compliment. <laughs> like, I, I don't think like these personality traits should be mapped against, mapped height. against height. Yeah, but and I'm, I'm never sure how to take that. And people say it to me. So are you offended on behalf of Connor? Is that what you're I'm, saying? I'm now I'm now standing up for Connor. Although he's 6'6", six, <laughs> six, he doesn't need... Standing up with your need, tall height, yeah. He doesn't need someone to stand up <laughs> for him. How tall are you, like 6'3"? I'm like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and like, uh, like the first three times I met someone who worked in L.A. that took a trip to New York and met me, like Bill said that to me. Mallory said that to me. Uh, Sean said that to me. And I was like, what the hell, guys? Like, how is everyone getting this impression of me that I'm, what what short vibes am I giving away on in, in work? <laughs> that, that I, like, Maybe, what are short vibes? Let's get you and Connor together and you can discuss it. We can figure out how to ment- uh, emotionally grow. Well, for you, you were like, I didn't get that. Connor, six foot six. What is it? Why are you surprised to hear that? Because I literally did not see him and they stand next so to each other a lot. visual assessment. For me, it was a visual assessment. I literally do not know which people on this show are tall. I'm, I'm expecting Luke to be tall. I bet he's not that tall. I bet he's like 5'11", 6 feet. Who else is tall on this show? The ABC Cam, for sure, is really tall. Uh-huh. For sure. I think Mike is pretty tall. And you know why it's tough to tell? The only time you ever see them really standing in a group, they're... Near always, each other. Well, they're always um, yeah, they leveled. Arra- they there are some them. people on yes. a high level they and they, they make there. sure that you kind of don't notice. Tell, yeah. But Well, also, I, I then recalled from looking at Connor's Instagram. I like Connor a lot, by the way. He seems like a really sweet guy. I wish him well. He's obviously not winning. Um, Connor brought the stool to after the final row so they could be on the same level. So I think his height yeah. perhaps is a point of insecurity for him. I just think a lot of tall people, like someone at six foot, I don't mean your height. I mean like six foot six and above. No, yeah. I don't I don't consider myself in the- I'm, consi- the, I'm saying NBA yeah, tall, which is yeah. six foot six is like- short. Basketball tall is a different Basketball category. tall and six foot six counts. Michael Jordan, famously six foot six. Uh-huh. Kobe Bryant as well. Um, Actually, I think he was listed at six seven, but Kobe's not six seven. Anyway, that kind of height, I think people like that 
are accustomed to being the tallest person in the room, so it commands a certain kind of attention. And then as a result, you have a certain kind of personality. And that's what Connor is lacking, in my opinion. You know, I'll tell you, my my one height thought this season, (laughs) my one height thought this season was that I thought from, like, a few, like, seeing him stand next to people that Mike was tall. Mm. But then I remember that he was in the Air Force, and you have to be under a certain height in the Air Force. David Robinson famously has— Navy. Navy. But— are you sure? Navy. Mm-hmm. But I think Air Force, you can't be over a certain height because yeah. you have to get or into the planes. Blind. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know the colorblind yeah, one, but that can't. also makes sense. To be sense. a pilot, you can't be colorblind, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's I'm keep glad it, that that exists. Keep it safe. Is, uh, is he a pilot also? Or are we to assume that someone who is in the Air Force? Sorry, I'm showing my lack of military knowledge out here. I am not positive, but I think if you're in the Air Force, you can, you can fly. You'd yeah. think that he would be trying to like, yeah. there's already a pilot fight this season. And you'd think he'd try to throw his name into the pilot fight ring. Yeah. With Peter and the pilot who got kicked off week one. Jason, yeah. I, pilot Pete. It's I'm, I think it's wise for Mike to not be on the pilot corner because Pilot Pete's really owning it. And you don't want to go up against him. She's really into Pilot Pete. I'm actually, I, I'm rooting for Pilot Pete to win officially. Just want you to know. I've literally been writing in my notes, Jason, because I keep thinking he's Jason Street. Oh, that's funny. I don't know why. Like the round face, kind of. Yeah. I, also, Pilot Pete doesn't look like everyone else. He's handsome and like boyish. Or I just whatever. know that he's a pilot. He's and just I not, always forget that he's a Pete. But now that I know chiseled, it's Pilot Pete, it, he's not chiseled in the same way. He's also doesn't. He's not styled in the same way. Like he has regular guy hair, whereas all the other people we've been talking about, Tyler, Luke, Jed. Mike have like, have twenty nineteen handsome guy hair. Yeah, they have handsome guy hair exactly. And Pilot Pete does not, and that's, I'm, why, that's I'm, why I'm rooting for him. I'm not a fan of the modern era of handsome guy hair. It kind of started on the Bachelorette. I'm gonna be honest. Jeff with one F has been doing this was doing this six years ago. Like there was one moment in time where you would look down the cast profiles and they just all had the yes the the hair yes the Jeff I call it the Jeff with one F and then became the David Beckham and now it's just so <laughs> ubiquitous. It's just twenty nineteen hair. Who's the dude on this season who just has like a literally like seven inches straight up straight on the front up. of his head that I'm hmm. like Is that Jed? It's Jed, not Jed's hair Jed is has tall. some Jed has some unnecessarily tall hair. I feel but there's ah uh, who's the other it's okay. We can follow up on it. In fact, I want to talk a lot about John Paul Jones, but I don't feel I can really do it. I need to do I mean, we need to do an entire John Paul Jones deep dive and I think that will have to come on Thursday. JPJ. JPJ because he's just I'm I'm actually so a JPJ fan. Me too. I love JPJ. I, yeah. I, I I like adore JPJ. He's so weird. Just a teaser because we will go deep on this on Thursday. Why do we get chicken nuggets randomly in two straight episodes? Like what the fuck? Did I miss something that the, JP, that like J- Hannah said on like no JPJ some... was just eating them this week after Cam like gave them to her. It was so weird. It feels like I missed like Hannah I'm... saying that chicken nuggets were her favorite food at some point and. I, I, I feel know. like I don't often miss things like that on this show. This would be a hot topic at the ringer if they had mentioned why they are having chicken nuggets so often. I just don't. I just all of a sudden it's a nugget season and it just sprung on me and I'm fine with it. Nuggets are great. I agree. I completely agree. Um, Chris Harrison's TRT this week was a low one minute and 30 seconds. That's it. One minute and 30 seconds. His TRT total running time. Oh, Wow. That's impressive. And he actually gave a little speech at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, and that was basically it. Uh, yeah, impressive. I'm so proud of him. The The less time he gets on screen, the more proud of him I am for getting that, getting big, that paper. I'm a big Chris Harrison fan after interviewing him last week. Yes. It was that, very fun. And it's he said that he'll be on it more. So we'll see, I guess. But Hannah's just handling herself so well. She doesn't need Chris Harrison. 
As in he'll be on Bachelor Party more? No. Well, that, he did say. He said he would come back to talk yes. about Paradise. But in general, he said he's, like, on this season a lot more because, like, with Hannah because she, like, wanted to talk to him more than Is it because we've pointed out several times that he's not on screen very often and that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The last, like, five hours cumulative, like, the like, you know, the sort of the, the last two nights of Colton season, I feel like Chris earned his whole paycheck. So yes, whatever. He was so good. He was so good. He was a narrative thread through it all. So like he earned it. You know, like there's no, like I think it's 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 funny keeping track of his time, but like he does come into play when necessary, and I guess that's coming up. Who knows? Um, I just also want to note before leaving, the fashion this season has been pretty bad from the guys. Like they are not well dressed dudes. However, I loved Garrett's look at the rose ceremony. He was wearing a blazer. A sweater and then a shirt underneath. It was real, like I'm a banker, 2005 New York style. The more clothes you can wear, the better. Yeah, I think it probably was chilly. It was March. It's been. It was a cold winter here. It was late. I'm sure they were like, you know, needed a layer. I thought he looked great. I don't know if you noticed, but I believe Peter was wearing like a light colored linen suit. Oh, yeah, it was Peter, and I was just Pilot like, Pete. Pilot Pete didn't care for it. Who are you rooting for, Roger? Who would you like to see win? I think I'm Team Pilot Pete, actually. Nice. I think I'm Team Pilot Pete. I like Pilot Pete, too. He seems, like, pretty norm. My ideal scenario is uh, Luke in the final two losing. Yeah. If Luke is Luke there being, on the last day. Luke but, being, yeah, thinking he's he's got it in the bag, and then um, her being like, like, sorry, you can't propose to me. Like, him going so far as to meet with Neil Lane, and then her just being like, no. Would love that. And I don't see him getting himself, like, kicked off the show in the next, like, six weeks, which— which is like the other way that that's going to happen. Yeah, there's he's either going to like a lot of Luke to come. He's either going to play himself out of it so dramatically that he's off the show, or he's going to be in the last two. And I, I, I'm hoping that even though I don't like him, he's like a good person to root against. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. And now that and, he's not just straight villain and like straight dominating, there's more interest in watching their relationship unfold. And if they actually, if he actually does win, like at least it's a thing that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I'll be like, you yeah, that was very from. obvious from week one we saw that coming. that was the, and yeah. they still made good TV out of it. So that, but we're rooting for Pilot Pete and for Connor to be happy because he's obviously not going to win, but it's just a really sweet guy. He and, seems too nice for reality TV. And after his NBA dreams didn't pan out yeah, totally. because he's six foot six, and he couldn't be a pilot because he's six foot six. Yeah, he couldn't be in the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Connor, the, uh, the plights of a six six fan. So of a six six, but deceptively so. Personality only. Who's, yeah. Who's to say? Um, Roger, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a total blast. Check out Roger's recap on TheRinger.com after listening to this episode. There'll be plenty of pet discussion for you. I'll be back on Thursday. We'll be talking JPJ and much more. And of course, thank you to today's sponsors. Thanks again to Capeline, our presenting sponsor. Thank you to Instacart. Thank you to the Drop app. And thank you to Toy Story Drop. That's a separate thing, guys. Take Toy Story everywhere with Toy Story Drop. The world of Toy Story comes to life in the only mobile game fully themed in the Toy Story universe, including the upcoming Toy Story 4. Toy Story Drop launches on May 30th. Go to ToyStoryDrop.com slash Bachelor to download to your iOS or Android device now. 
Play the game between now and June 20th to unlock a special voice pack and hear the claw. 